Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Preacher fans, the only dudes who could ever teach me were some guys who were preacher fans. Yes, they were. They were. Oh, yes, they were. That's a podcast theme right there. Welcome to Preacher Man, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And we are talking about the sixth, seventh episode. Still can't figure out the numbing, numbering for Preacher, uh, but it's called He Gone. He Gone. He gone. Yeah, he gone. It's the uh, it's the seventh episode overall of the show, including the pilot. I don't know why I'm making a big deal about this at the beginning of every episode of our podcast, uh, but we're all back together. Uh, Pete, you were on your religious retreat for the past <laughs> two episodes. How was that? Did you really commune with God? Or the uh, animals? <laughs> yeah, yeah, more animals for sure. Yeah, I was, uh, I was in upstate New York. Um, yeah. Were fun. you the were you the Bigfoot that Rob Lowe saw? Hell yeah, it was <laughs> fuck Rob Lowe walking around naked, scaring celebrities. Wait, yeah. why fuck Rob Lowe? What's wrong with Rob Lowe? He seems oh, like nothing. a good guy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. Well, you, you still hate fuck him. him. You, you still hate him from Wayne's World, huh? Yeah, that guy was a dick in Wayne's World, but he was kind of nice on Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. If you were into that show, yeah, you, acting man. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy when people play roles and do different things, which reminds me, there's a lot of actors on the show Preacher that we're going to talk about. Now, before we get in and talk about this episode, just as a little bit of a recap. So Jesse Custer is a guy. He can control uh, folks with his mind. Not really, actually, with a being no, with Genesis. his voice. With his voice. Yeah. His, and his mind voice. is the thing that controls his voice. Uh, so Whoa, existential, real, Alex. Yeah. Really head. Actually, that's the opposite of existential. That's just how the body works. Your okay. mind controls your voice? I don't know. Sometimes I talk before I think. That's true. You do, <laughs> do, do that. Yeah. I Pete, do that as well. Pete exclusively talks before he thinks. Yeah, I'm all uh, motion, no no thought process. You're... Pete's just now thinking of what he said on episode one of this podcast. Did you uh, – you guys were on that cop show, right? Motion and Ocean? And uh, <laughs> Pete was motion, Jack motion, and Justin, you were – Pete Danny Ocean. Ocean. Danny yeah. Ocean. <laughs> it was a very sexual podcast. Oh. I mean, it's a TV show. Yeah, uh, whatever it is. We're, uh, we remember what this uh, joke is. So there you go. Okay, so Jesse Custer controls people with his voice. He's a preacher. Uh, he has a being called Genesis who is inside of him that's half demon and half angel. Uh, and last episode, he got kind of to a breaking point. Uh, Justin, you and I disagreed a little bit about exactly how he got to that breaking point. Maybe it was because he felt his faith was challenged. 
challenge. Maybe it was because Eugene, codename Arseface, was just being an asshole, uh, an arsehole, if you will. Uh, oh, but Jesse said, go to hell in his God voice and maybe sent Eugene to hell. At the very least, they disappeared. Floor seemed to eat him up. And that's where we pick up this episode. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the first scene. Do you think Eugene went to hell? Yeah, yeah. All points all points indicate hell. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm remembering back when I watched this and even watching this episode again for the podcast episode. I feel like there is, even given everything that's going on in the show, there's a little bit of a question there in my mind if Jesse actually has the power to send somebody to hell. Like, he can make them do stuff. Right. But otherwise, it's up to them. And sending somebody physically to hell, even though in the span of the show, totally reasonable that hell exists, and I believe it exists, that he could send somebody there is weird to me. Did did it not strike you guys that way? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, his power is, you know, as you saw with Rorschach, like, you know, he, it it really depends, I think, on on how strong-willed he is, you know, the person is, because when he kind of made Rorschach do what he did, Rorschach was like, yeah, I'm going to Yeah, I don't care. Um, I'm still going to uh, This is going to be a spicy episode. Yeah. Spicy. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I just think it's, uh, you know, the person depends on how strong will the person is and how much control uh, they kind of have. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I agree. I think it is kind of a... Wait, a I'm big, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. You're saying because Eugene is so wishy-washy, he went to hell? No, I'm saying that um, sometimes it works better than others because mm-hmm. on the oh, because of the person. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I was kind of like wondering what, and they do play with that in this whole episode about where is Eugene and is he in hell? And then we're, I'm sure we're going to get into uh, preacher talking to himself because that part was crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. I haven't seen look any episodes beyond this, and I haven't read the comics, so I don't know what happens. Uh, so I think he could be in hell, but I also think he could be in a like a personal hell. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. So more that he's dealing with like what he did to Tracy and all that. Like I, I feel like we could cut in the next episode, cut to him like forced to sit in the room and be with Tracy for. Mm. eternity or something you know what i mean so Mm. like to your point alex yes it does seem a little crazy that he vanished and went to hell because preacher's powers seem to work very personally Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, you know what i think that's what it is i think the thing that it bothered is too strong of a word because i still liked it and found it was interesting sorry pete uh and thought it was interesting but this is the first time he's had control over physical matter that the floor we basically saw this happen or had it implied happen. The floor opened up and sucked him in. And though I could believe there's a scenario where Eugene is in the ground, like literally in the ground versus being in hell. There's something about the fact that like he didn't say go to hell. And then Eugene just started digging a hole through the floor with his hands. To me, Mm -hmm. that, that feels like that's consistent with the way that we've seen Genesis work so far. And this is something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah and that's I interesting. Agree. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see how this pans out. Uh, certainly, uh, we, we could talk about the rest of the Eugene thing because that's kind of the that's the thread that goes through the episode. It picks up almost immediately with uh, Jesse giving a sermon to, at his newly popular church, which I yeah. Think was, I, oh, go ahead, Pete. Yeah, I want to back up the truck a little bit. So when the when the episode starts, we kind of see the pamphlet flying uh, lightly to the ground, and then Jesse's kind of wrestling with what he's just done. And there is this crazy moment where he just shrugs off the fact that, oh, maybe I just sent this kid who was annoying me to hell, and then you pan up and see Cassidy and I thought that was just such a powerful kind of like, holy shit, uh, kind of who is Jesse really where he mm-hmm. would just be okay with this? Because you're kind of up until this point thinking this is a good guy who's had a tough life and he fights for what he thinks is right. But to see him shrug it off in such a way was I, like, who the fuck is this guy? The, yeah. the, oh, go ahead, Justin. I was going to say, and in and, and the – episode as a whole Cassidy becomes the voice of reason mm-hmm. yeah like yep. he becomes the conscience which is crazy like he's like this devil may care uh fuck you crash the yeah. plane vampire yeah uh and he's the one who's being like hey dude uh, and then he sacrifices himself yeah uh, and revealing that he's a vampire like all that was crazy Yep. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it also, and we're really jumping around here, but this also contrasts with the flashbacks that we get throughout the episode where we get young Jesse yeah. bonding with young Tulip, uh, getting very angry because his dad wants to send Tulip away and saying... Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, and saying, uh, send my dad to hell. And then yep. his uh, dad also gets sent to hell. So it's not the first time that Jesse has done that. Um, well, he says I, kill his dad, kill his dad, not send him to hell. Right, but kind of the same thing, similar. Well, uh, well right. I mean, but let's well, not when split you die, hairs. you go to hell. Yeah, exactly. Well, all, all, the life, all preachers go to hell, right? Yeah. Oh, all no, the, all dogs go, go to heaven, all preachers go to hell. Right. I don't know. Well, that's because uh, preachers and dogs don't mix. It's what? It's that's like true. it's uh it's that old thing dogs and preachers chasing each other the dogs right, well, and preachers sleeping together etc. That's why I, that's why I love that movie the preacher and the tramp. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, man. Anyways, when the we, sorry please? Pete I have to talk about this when the preacher and the dog are eating the spaghetti together and they actually oh, stop with this bit already. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we get these flashbacks and this is very interesting because in the comic. We don't. There in the comic, the preacher never eats spaghetti. He never eats spaghetti, not even once. Yeah. When says, the moon hits your eye like a big okay. pizza pie, that's amore. I'm so glad I'm back, guys. I really <laughs> You've changed. Your patience is high, Pete. Yeah, anyway, so uh, what's very interesting about this is in the comic, we don't have them as young loves, they're not in each other's lives till mm-hmm. later. But in the TV show, they made this choice, and I think it's a strong choice, to talk about the real strong bond that Jesse and Tulip have. It's a bigger love story in the TV show than it is in the graphic novel thus far. I, well, I agree with you. And the thing that's really interesting about the structure of this episode is that we do get these contrasts between young Tulip and young Jesse and now Tulip and now Jesse and how their relationship contrasts. That's pretty close versus 
young Jesse saying he wants his father dead and sending him, whether you think he's to hell or not, but, you know, killing him and how he feels about Eugene. And what I think is so fascinating about this is uh, we've talked a lot about the structure of the season as a whole and how it very slowly pieces out this information. This is an episode that gives you a lot of information, but it doesn't necessarily bring the puzzle pieces together. And what I mean by that is you get these two parallel structures, but there's still pieces of these characters' lives that have happened in the middle that have informed their choices. And so it's not like Jesse, young Jesse says, oh God, I sent my father to hell. I have to make things right with Eugene. Instead, it's, oh God, I sent my father to hell. Dot, dot, dot. Lots of other stuff happened to him. Eh, Eugene in hell, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, it's a very middling episode. Fuck you. So anyways, like I was trying to say, is we have this kind of young romance budding, and Jesse is very much like the good guy trying to stick up for Tulip and how much he cares about her and what's right. But what's interesting is now we see them, it's very opposite, where Tulip is the one who's fighting for this relationship. And, And it's also kind of the state, a little bit of what you're saying, Alex, is... Once you kind of think you have a character, the show throws you a curveball, mm-hmm. you know, like we saw in their past the Jesse seemed like the straight and arrow guy that I'm going to do what's right. And in this, it's it's not the case. And the whole time they're sitting there eating, Jesse is in such a weird place like that. His uh, place is on fire. He doesn't care. He's not even saying anything. He's. And I, and I'm wondering, is he upset about where Eugene is, or is he just thinking about how the fact of like he's now got this new power? Because I can't tell. Uh, well, here let me let me say a couple things in response to Pete's um, lengthy rant. Yeah, uh, I feel like um, the relationship between uh, Tulip and Jesse is more of like friendship. Uh, or like sort of people who've just been through a lot. There, it reminds me of uh, the TV show Firefly. Um, oh, fuck you. The way that Mal and Zoe relate, where it's just oh, like, oh, it's great. Thanks for bringing every, that up. Everyone's always talking about how it's weird that they aren't together on that show, uh, and it feels like they are maybe not destined. I don't ship them. They're not destined to be together. Uh, it seems like. Well, what are you I, talking about Jesse and Tulip, or you're talking about some bullshit? I'm talking about <laughs> Jesse and Tulip. Okay, so you're saying, but I'm, I'm relating it to another show that other people destined, have seen. You don't think they're destined to be together, is what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I think, even though that she said uh, in this episode that that I'm his girlfriend, that's my boyfriend, and she's willing to act like this housewife person that he seems to be enjoying. She's cooking. She's never cooked before. Yeah, but that's not her. She's, right. she's, she's playing a game, and Jesse's like, okay. But like, he yeah, doesn't seem romantically that's interested. She's willing, that's the willing, what she's willing to do for her love. Yeah, but Tulip I, needs to be Tulip, Pete. I, I, so, Pete, if you can just take a deep breath for a second. I, I understand what Justin is saying, because what is difficult to get a hold on is what Tulip's what Tulip wants in this episode. I mean, I think ultimately I agree with you, Pete, that she's right, that that she does want Jesse and she wants to be with Jesse. But I don't exactly think that's why she's doing what she does in this episode. I think partially it's motivated by the fact that she had this very sad sex 
with Cassidy, which Cassidy takes as making love and she thinks is hilarious. She she's trying to be Emily this episode in a certain sense, yep. right? She's trying she to get the house exactly. she's cooking, right. which because that's what she thinks he wants right now. Yeah. It is it though, or is she trying to make an excuse? Is she trying to get back to this place where she came here? She came back to Anvil to be with Jesse again. And she's taken some side trips. Some stuff is going on with him. She doesn't exactly know what's going on with him. She slept with Cassidy. She's been, she's almost been a different character every single episode. And she's trying on these different things. I don't think it's just about Jesse though. I, I know I'm being very nonspecific, but it's because I had a hard time, gra- like I said, grasping onto exactly what her motivation was here. Exactly. I, I mean, to me, it seems like, like she's not his girlfriend. She slept with Cassidy. She's doing all these other things that are just like what she's trying to figure out with her. To me, it's like, she wants something from Jesse. And so she's taking on like this role, these different roles to try to be like, is this what you want? Is this what you want? Hurry up and decide what you want so I can take you and go do this thing that I want to do. Right. I also think it's one of those things where uh, because she's going, you know, with her, uh, is it drunken father or uncle? Um, Who is that dude that she's taking care of? I think that's her dad, isn't it? No, I I thought it was her dad. But uh, yeah, I also think that's kind of she really feels like an outcast in this town. Uh, No, 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 it's her uncle. It's her uncle. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's played by Bobby Moynihan. It's drunk uncle. <laughs> Great character, man. Woo! Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, agreed. We're agreed across the board, uh, that that drunk uncle is super fun. No, wait, there's, yeah, a, I, there's a detail in the flashbacks that we haven't talked about that I think is really interesting is that, uh, part of the reason that Tulip gets kicked out of town is because she bit off Donnie's nipple. So they all knew each other as kids, which, We've talked a little bit about how Donnie and Emily and a couple of these other more human characters seem very side to the narrative. So it's another very interesting historical detail. I just think it's a fascinating way to build a show, particularly a show like this, where there's all this source material, but then they're going and creating all of their own new source material with this history that Tulip, not just Tulip and Jesse knew each other as kids, but also they knew Donnie as a kid and these relationship, this relationship that's already here between all of them uh, pre-existed. Yeah. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, small, small town lifestyle, like everybody knows everybody. So I actually like that. I think that adds so much to the, to the show. Yeah, I think it's great. It's good. But, but like I was saying, and again, Justin, I know you haven't read the book. I don't think Donnie is in the book, or if he is, he's very briefly in the book. And he certainly doesn't know Tulip and Jesse when they're kids. So yeah. I, I don't know. I like those details. I think they're really good. Well, let me throw this out there. Um, it's interesting to me that like, we in a, in these flashbacks we get Jesse praying and calling on the power of God to have his father killed and then it happens and that uh, is played as a coincidence like mm-hmm. oh that it just happened that the, these guys came uh, Quinn Cannon I guess came to kill his father because of what he did and uh, and now Jesse in the present day has this power where his voice becomes real so. Right. I feel like that's a fucked up thing. I think he's in shock this whole episode. Mm. Like he doesn't really react to anything because it's it's strange to him that he now has this real power 
that we see him using or the child Jesse believes he did the same thing that he now has the power to do because of Genesis. Mm. Right. I like the idea that he might be in shock. I think that's, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I mean, yes. Yeah. I, I had another point. I forgot what it was. No, keep going. That's cool. My point was epic. I just Genesis to you. Whoa. I was like, Alex, forget. Um, what? What? Exactly. Exactly. I don't, I don't remember what you're talking about. So, Pete, uh, to the woods. <laughs> Go to the From woods. Okay. Go into the woods and out of the woods at home before dark. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, keep listening to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Well, so you, you guys want to talk about uh, what goes on with Cassidy? At the end, I think we should probably talk about that a little bit. Uh, I mean, we touched on it before, but after Jesse is kind of so ambivalent uh, about everything that was going on and everything that's happening, uh, Cassidy confronts him, is super pissed off, uh, tells him he saw about Eugene, and when Jesse is like, whatever, I was pissed off at Eugene, Eugene is a jerk, somebody else would have sent him to hell, Cassidy says, fine, throws him a fire extinguisher, and says, you're going to stop me from burning? You're going to let me burn? Yeah. And he removes his hoodie and lets himself burst into flames. What did you think about this whole scene? Well, what was interesting is, is how, uh, how you know, they were talking in the beginning. Because Cassidy at first was like, hey, what's up with you? you know? And uh, Jesse was kind of avoiding the question. But it was funny that... When he really wanted to talk about it, he said it the same way and then hit him in the nose with the fire extinguisher to let him know, like, seriously, we are going to talk about this. You can't politely avoid me this time. And I thought that was such a cool uh, kind of dialogue that that, that they had together. It was the same wording, but uh, kind of different context. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was it was very intense scene. And they also don't tell us on purpose what what he does if he puts them out or not you know you just see him bring the fire extinguisher back in you don't know if it's used or not yeah i mean to me here's what i was thinking and i doubt this is what actually happens but i'm going to throw it out there Mm -hmm. how awesome would it be if uh cassidy burns himself up so that he can go to hell and he and eugene have a one episode of them just battling their way out of hell that would be fucking awesome that That would would be be pretty great I, I'm just surprised that Cassidy went this far. I mean, uh, uh, again, maybe, maybe just across the board, I had a hard time grasping onto what was going on with the characters in the episode because it's... Middling too- episode. Fuck <laughs> you, it is. We find out so much about people, and then also we're questioning so much about people. That's... Uh, All I'm saying one. is I'm just a simple country TV watcher who doesn't understand such things as characters. Oh, is that your Cosby? Uh, yep, yep, controversial, <laughs> right? It's oh. very controversial. <laughs> well, but so why does Cassidy go so far? It's not like he created such a bond with Eugene. Why is he so upset about this? Upset enough to set himself on fire just to make? I a think point. he he believed in Jesse, and then yep. Jesse, he's like Jesse's a dick. What the fuck? And he's yeah. like, I will go this far to try to test my friend, and. It doesn't really pay off for him because, again, I think Jesse's in shock and he's incapable of really feeling anything. Well, yeah, I, I agree with Justin a little bit. I also think the reason that Cassidy lost. 
Uh, not not a lot. Uh, I th- I think that uh, Cassie's also trying to uh, prove uh, Tulip wrong, you know, because Tulip is kind of questioning, uh, you know, Cassidy's faith in, uh, you know, the preacher and like what uh, he believes and what he would think the preacher does. So he wants to push the preacher to see what he will do, what Jesse will actually do if they are really friends. Because Cassidy thinks there is a strong bond there. And uh, he's kind of like, well, let's find out what the fuck do I care? Let's push this to see what happens. Um, all right. Uh, should we talk about King Cannon at all? The fact that he... Uh, yeah, shit's going gods. What? He believes yeah. in meat gods. He believes in meat gods. I think we should probably talk about that. I've always believed in vegetable gods. Yes. But that's Ooh. just me. Yeah, let's talk about that next episode because I think that comes into play a little bit more there. Not to spoil anything. What? Um, Oh, sorry, sorry. Go on. Uh, uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about with the episode, though, before we move on? Well, uh, yeah. on Kin Cannon, like, uh, we, we hear in the episode Onward Christian Soldiers is a big uh, sort of music number, almost, uh, uh-huh. or montage. And then we end the episode with uh, Kin Cannon's soldiers literally marching on the church. I thought that was a cool uh, thing. and sets us up for, like, maybe a battle episode next episode. Yeah. Curious. That would be pretty Question. cool. Maybe it's uh, uh, maybe it's Cassidy and Eugene battling their way back from hell and then fighting Odin Kincannon on a cloud or something like that. Yeah, that's what I want. That's my want, my prediction. That's my preacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I do like the, the, the fact that, you know, we have the shot of uh, Rorschach in his office and he's is uh, sitting there with all. Yeah, thank, thanks. Keep, keep that bit going. Um and you see all his soldiers kind of uh, placed the way he wants them. And, yeah, as Justin said, these, uh, the episode also kind of ends that way. Yeah, you, uh, you agree with me? Yeah, I do. Um, well, the but, other thing that's happening simultaneously with that is that Jesse relents, starts ripping open the floor and shouting for Eugene to come back. Right. Do you think it's going to work? Well, that's the weird part. Like, why wouldn't it? If it got Eugene there, why wouldn't it bring it back, right? It's the same well, power. But, I mean, to me, it's like anytime – like he sort of – that's the first time he's using it almost on himself. Mm. He's like, there's no one there for him to talk to. So oh, he's yeah. just saying it. And it always works like monkey paw style where it's like fucked up. So mm. I think something bad is going to happen with uh, – because what do you say? Bring him back? Uh, I think he just shouts, come back, come back. Come right? back, yeah. So that, that come back, that oh, feels man. very like something bad. He's going to come on his back. Oh. Yeah, I think that's what we were all thinking. Nope. <laughs> that's not. That's, that's not definitely, any- Alex definitely gave voice to what everyone who was thinking. Nope. <laughs> yep. That's, nope. uh, if you watched this episode months ago, you probably listened to this podcast and went, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, anytime anyone hears the word comeback, that's what they think. They think what Alex thinks, because yeah. Alex's thoughts are normal. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about something that is totally normal, which is Revelations. Now, yes. in our section, <laughs> Revelations, we talk about the big moment in the episode, the thing that really stood out to us, outstanding questions, anything like that. So, Pete, what was your big revelation in this episode? Um... Hmm, there's a lot to mull over here. Sure, choose one. 
Yeah, I know. I'm going to say the revelation that uh, Jesse maybe isn't the uh, good guy we thought he was when he, the big moment for me was like, especially watching it the second time, seeing Jesse just shrug off Eugene's kind of place uh, was, yeah. was a huge revelation to me. That's fucked was, up. Yeah, it's real fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what about you? What was your revelation? Uh, my revelation was that uh, that I can enjoy a middling episode of a TV oh, show. Oh, fuck you. Because <laughs> I do agree that this was uh, this was a very much like like we talked about, just like sort of letting the characters continue but not really arriving at anything. But it still expressed a lot of stuff, and it was uh, interesting to watch. You yeah. said I agree, but nobody's agreeing with that statement. So you'd, someone would have to agree or to concur with what you're saying for you to agree with that. Hey, Pete. I was agreeing Pete. with myself earlier. Nice yeah. comeback. Uh, yeah, I knew it. My revelation is the effect when, uh, when Cassidy bursts into flame and you see his back bubbling and frothing yeah. and immediately exploding into fire. Uh, yeah. Listen, I've seen a lot of vampires on movie and TV, uh, and a lot of vampires burst into flame, but that is super gross and super unique. And we've talked a lot about the effects on the show and what a good job that they do with the effects. Mm-hmm. That could have looked really cheesy and really terrible, and it did not. It looked horrifying in exactly the right way. Yeah, it looked amazing. Loved it. Cool. All right, guys, if you like the show and would like to support what we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York, we do a show totally free called Comic Book Club that's live on stage. Do come on down. We'll talk preacher live in person. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Pause on Twitter at Comic Book Live. No amazing guests here. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com. And until next time, this has been the Word of God. Ah, oh. Hopefully you'll come back next week. Oh, come on. Pete, shut up. Never. You're middling, Pete. N- fuck you. <laughs> what I like about the show is we do like five endings. <laughs> yeah, it's really finding the right one. Yeah. This is it. This is the end, though, right now. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.